0: It's time to get all set for Sunday! A podcast for busy and distracted Catholics with your hosts Scott Williams and Jeff Trailer. When I hear the coffee brewing I think what the heck we doing because I got barely any sleep last night As the diaper bag I pack with hot whizz dollies and some snacks I say oh pray there'll be a seat in the prep room this time It's alright cause I'm all set for Sunday! It's alright, cause I'm all set for. It. It's i right, I'm all set for it. It's alright, cause I'm all set for Sunday.
1: If we're gonna talk about father being a diva, welcome let's do it on the to, to All
0: Set for Sunday, <laughs> a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics to be a little more prepared for Sunday Mass. My name is Scott Williams. I am the, just the producer here. Um, <laughs> producer Scott. <the> producer Scott. <laughs> And my co-host is Jeff Trailer. Hey, girl. <laughs> that was weird.
1: I know. Well, we were talking about divas, and so I just thought I'd go with, hey, girl, hey. Yeah.
0: yeah. And hey, our... producer Scott. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for being here and getting things started today. Thank you. I'm happy to do it. We're up and running. The the things are going up and down. That means the audio is working. My job here is done. Uh, Father Peter Marshall's joining uh, us today.
2: I was wondering, if, are you going to introduce me? Or are you
0: going to? We said you were a diva. I think everybody <laughs> knew. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> That's funny. Hi, Um, Father Peter. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. What's been the best part of your day? Uh, uh, This. Good answer.
2: It wasn't when you pulled your socks on today? Oh, I did. Specifically, I actually took a pair of socks back to the drawer and said, no, I'm on the podcast. I got to wear sock religious socks.
1: Got to wear
0: podcast socks.
1: Wearing our St. John Vianney socks. Thank you, Father. We
0: appreciate it. Jeff, would you like to take us through the two minute drill? I'd love to. Are we ready? I'm ready, unless we have any more witty banter that we'd no. like to add to the conversation. Oh, no, <laughs> no, I'm sure we're it'll not. never stop
1: throughout the whole thing.
0: 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Um,
1: we're we're hitting the big two zero. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our next our, year, dr- next our liturgical year can almost drink legally. Uh, um, <laughs> but 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, first reading comes from Jeremiah, and so in the reading it talks about how the people went to King Zedekiah or Zedekiah, and said, Jeremiah needs to be put to death. Listen, this guy's a mess. He's demoralizing people. He's speaking horrible things. He's he's just doing all these bad things. We don't like what he's doing. And King Zedekiah said, he's in your power. Like, that's I got nothing to say about it. You guys figure it out. So they threw him down in this hole, a cistern, an old water cistern that was empty of water, and he sunk in the mud, and he was stuck there. But then this guy a court official when I say this guy it's because his name is abed melik I don't know how to, yeah that's perfect so this court official he comes and says to the king whoa they threw him down in the cistern and he's gonna starve he's not going to be able to eat he's not what can we do and then the king says all right take some people pull him out of the cistern I can't wait to ask father Peter why they told us this story or what this actually means or <laughs> what's going on with this but that's what happened in the first reading. All right. Thank you. Uh,
0: what about the, the responsorial psalm?
1: The responsorial psalm, Lord, to come to my aid, which is what happened to Jeremiah. Uh, Maybe they, that's why they... Yeah, the court official came to his aid, um, but he never cried out. It's just confusing to me. Anyway, Lord, come to our aid, or to my aid, sorry. It's a very individual mm-hmm. uh, responsorial psalm this week. Second reading comes from Hebrews. Um, so in the letter to the Hebrews here... We brothers and sisters, always a good start to the letters um reminds us that we're we're surrounded by I love this imagery, a great cloud of witnesses so it made me just think back to a world here in the New Testament, like where we truly were, like there did exist many, many people who had seen the good works of Jesus mm-hmm. and were and the Hebrews especially were in an area where they were surrounded by them. there were all kinds of examples and stories and people that people could tell so he tells us to run the race ahead of us, but keep our eyes locked on Jesus. Now, my ADD brain then started thinking, how hard would it be, able to be to run like full speed, but have like eye contact with somebody? That would be a very hard thing to do. But then I was like, wait, that makes sense. Like, it's the right thing to do, but it is hard uh, to run that race and do it, but keep our eyes fixed there and not be distracted by all the other things around us and trust that we're not going to like run into a pole. Um, So he focuses on this idea, consider what Jesus endured, what he did to, um, what the opposition looked like to him and remind yourselves of this because we have not yet resisted so much to the point of shedding blood. Like we think it's been hard, but we haven't shed blood. We haven't died in the way that he did for us. So we need to continue to persevere.
0: Hey, how did Moses (laughs) brew his coffee? Do you know? I don't. He brews it.
1: I think you missed the...
2: Whatever. Yeah. Pour over. Is it, how does Moses make his coffee? I probably
1: shouldn't have given the (laughs) punchline away in the question. Uh, He traveled in one accord. Rats. That's a different joke. (laughs) How about Uh, that gospel? (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one. How does Jesus brew his coffee, or Moses brew his coffee? He parts it down the middle. (laughs) Uh, um. That's how he does his hair. (laughs) This is great. Witty banter.
2: See, we're back. Do you we're think back. Moses
0: had a, had a just center part of his hair? Just a butt cut? <laughs> Poor
2: Moses.
0: Old butt cut Moses.
2: <laughs> That's
1: what they called him.
2: <laughs> we're off the rails,
1: folks. All right. All right. Uh, Luke. Our gospel reading then comes from Luke chapter 12. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two, two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter and daughter against her mother, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Again, Father, you got your work cut <laughs> out for you this week because I got no clue what is happening here. Right. I also never heard of it called a call butt cut before. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you kept giggling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't stop. My brother-in-law, wonderful young man that he is, John. John. That's his name. Uh, Shout out to John. John wa- rocked out a hard butt cut in middle school, and his sister still let him hear about it and find pictures of it every once in a while oh, and send gosh. out. But it's just the hard part down the middle, like...
0: Yeah, cheeks. Yeah. Speaking of hard parts, this is going to be a hard, hard <laughs> homily to to kind of write here. I think, Father, what do you got? What do you got brewing? Uh, Call back. <laughs> <Call> back. <laughs> brewing.
2: Uh, I think uh, so. To an- can I answer something from Jeff? First? Yeah, you sure? it's uh, literally yours at this point. Sure Techno-
1: did I get anything wrong? There's that.
2: No, no. Nope. Uh, yeah. But I think the first reading, the Psalm and, uh, the gospel line up along the lines of when we stand up for the gospel, when we stand up for God's truth, we will face opposition, which is how Jeremiah got in trouble. There were false prophets saying, Oh, you know, like we're going to be fine. And even though like the the Babylonians are fighting war against us. We're going to be fine. Don't worry. And Jeremiah is saying, no, you broke the covenant. You sinned and left God. And God's going to punish us with the what became the Babylonian captivity, mm-hmm. right? And in, and so he's thrown in a cistern and, and all of that. In the gospel, I think Jesus— Wait, is, but what I don't get in that reading is like
1: it seems that the moral is that the king was like, no, I don't want anything to do with it. And then somebody was like,
2: oh, they threw him in the cistern. He was like, okay, go ahead and take him out.
1: Like, I don't, like, what's the kid? Why is the king doing, what's he
0: doing?
2: I don't well, get it. Well, I think, like many politicians, the kings try to have both sides at the same time. Mm. Makes sense. So if the old flip flop. Right. If nobody cared and Jeremiah had died in the cistern, he was like, well, that wasn't me. That was these zealots over here. That- but then when somebody cared, right. It was like, oh, right. I'm not having that on my record.
1: Yeah. Cause I guess they were not the court official was not uh, a part of the original conversation where you heard him say, Hey,
2: my my hands are clean. Okay. That helps. Yeah. Uh, so then we have the gospel. Well, we have the Psalm which reminds us that when we face trouble, our only, uh, security is God. And then, uh, we have the gospel where Jesus, he's kind of pushing back on this idea that, um, paradise is going to be restored immediately and that he's, he's not, the Messiah is not the one who will fix it today, but that we have to go through this kind of purification, uh, which is the fire imagery uh, first. And that on our way to being purified, if we stand firm for the truth, uh, then even our own family might Hate us. Mm.
1: I mean, in this gospel reading, Jesus sounds like like some viral video of like a person losing their mind at like a grocery store cash right. register. <laughs> They're like, "Do you think it's going to be easy? I'm going to burn this thing to the ground. Right. Like, I will divide your families. I will do, like. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it like, yeah." The, uh, and you can, and there's a lot of exclamation points in there that I may not have emphasized enough right. when I was reading it because I was trying to figure out why Scott was giggling, but it turns out it was just about Hebrew or butt cuts. But, cut. but, but. like, it is he is like hammering at home. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, he's yeah. on fire. Yeah, along with the rest of the world. Right, it, he wishes. Yes.
0: Yeah. How does that translate to today?
2: Well, I think, right, we're beginning to experience more and more that if we stand for the truth, if we stand for the true image and understanding of who we are as humans, if we stand for the truth about uh, standing up in defense of life, if we stand for the truth about um, the gospel, then the world is more and more aggressively against us, uh, as we go through this.
0: Yeah. And I think it's even, even more rings true when it talks about the division of family and everything else, because, um, I think that's like part of the hardest part is that when you speak truth and you know that that exists and, you know, everything else, it's not always going to settle right with the rest of your family. I think that's one of the most hard, one of the most difficult things to do. I, I mean, I can easily re- do a podcast, give a speech, share the gospel in a thousand different ways. But when it comes to, you know, family or childhood friends or people that you, you know, you value those relationships so much, it's a thousand times harder. And, uh, but that doesn't mean those aren't conversations that we shouldn't have. That's right. So, Yeah. I don't know. No, I think,
1: I mean, he wasn't wrong. No. Like all the things he's saying, like we, Scott and I are part of a, a group of guys in a prayer group and we often share and talk about like division and family and like, how do we approach these conflicts, especially when it comes to our faith right. in the church and how do we have those conversations and, um, and how do we look at like, he's spot on, yeah. like, but it's just shot. It's a surprising, this is like uh like Holy Monday, Jesus, right? Like this right. is like table flipping Jesus. Like right. you just, you just don't see it right.
2: a lot. Yeah. And, and it, it counteracts that image we have of, uh, valuing harmony as as such an important value mm. and that Christ must must then represent and bring about harmony. Christ says he brings about unity. He makes unity possible within the body of within his body of of disciples, but that between the the body of Christ and the world there will be discord. That. All right. Yeah. Cool. I do think uh, it's interesting
1: that he calls out mothers-in-law. At right. The end of it. <laughs> right. Not my Maybe mothers in law yeah. who listened to this. Love you, Gene. But other uh, mothers-in-law. I'm sure it's tough. Maybe he that's doesn't. the
2: origin of mother-in-law jokes. <laughs> <But>
1: Jesus <laughs> is the origin. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> I know. There we
0: it's go. It's right there. Yeah. Butt cuts and mother-in-law there jokes.
2: There's
1: the summary of this week's homily. If you Make can work that butt up. cuts into your homily. Right. uh
0: <laughs> I'll give you a hundred dollars.
2: Can I remind everybody, butt cuts was not related to the scriptures. That was another add on. Oh yeah. That was the parting of the sea. That's right. Yeah. Parts it down the middle. Still give
0: you a hundred (laughs) bucks.
1: Even more. Yeah. That's more challenging. There you go. I'll bet if any of our our priest listeners, if you can find a way to work butt cuts into bets are
0: off. no, no longer <laughs> giving out $100 bills.
1: Just, I'm, I'd be interested.
0: Send the video. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, anything else to add today that we want to discuss? I thought the uh, – this is the kind of
2: crazy way my mind works. In the second reading, uh, Letter to the Hebrews, when he says, so great a cloud of witnesses, my first thought was like the cloud as we understand it today mm-hmm. and how nothing we do anymore really – Disappears, right? And uh, that's a nice like support for that—that that we're always being seen, and so we we ought to choose to do the right thing because um, we're we're being watched. And that's not like some crazy tinfoil conspiracy. Like the watchers right? always watching, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah,
1: tinfoil ain't gonna stop Jesus <laughs> no, from seeing what you no, do. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Look at that. Mm. Mm. You do love a good grunt of assertion. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Oh, man. All right, dumb questions? Dumb questions.
0: It's time for Jeff's Dumb Questions. The part in the show where the glow of the flame of knowledge grows a little dimmer and our collective IQ goes down a few points, all thanks to Jeff. We're sorry.
2: Hi, Father. How are you? Do you have I'm more good. like reader write-ins? No, about something I did. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I
1: people complain to me about you all the time, <laughs> so I can just share some of those. But um, no. So <laughs> bring out the scroll. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: actually this whole book. Um, do you remember when you uh, you passed along? Somebody complained that I didn't do um. A blessing <laughs> yes! uh, on Mother's Day and I read you the blessing that I did do.
1: You were like, I did a blessing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I think what you didn't do was invite everyone to stand up and extend their hands That's over right. the mothers and <gasps> that was what really got That's them. Right. That's yeah. Right. How dare you do a blessing out of the book of blessings, Father, right. <laughs> rather than asking everyone to extend two hands in the
0: air right. over their mothers. Um, okay, Um I prefer the one hand with the other hand. Over the
1: heart. Yeah. Ah, yes. Like a good MC. Mm-hmm. Just, right. I've always said, like, with him, when my daughter's MC for masses or funerals or, or ser- are serving, I always say, if you're not sure what to do with your hands, just put one over your heart. That's right. And, like, it always somehow looks right. Like Which It's very just, pious. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You can almost do anything on the altar, skidding around and just doing all. As long as you have a hand that's there, right. people just assume that's what you're supposed yeah. to do. All right. Uh, today I want to talk confessions. Okay. Which means that you just have to like red flag us if I, I enter into a world where I'm causing you to break, uh, of course, your bond of confessions, which is not my goal. Right. But tell me what Scott says. When, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, <laughs> no. So, confessions. Yeah. I know. Oh, I know many priests, and I know you're one who like truly enjoy like one of their favorite things is sitting and hearing confessions. Right. We know priests who will do 12 hours of confession. Like do, like.
2: How many hours do you do? I do uh, two hours a week. Hmm. And if you could, but you often sign up for other opportunities to do confessions. The parish offers three hours a
1: week. Um, But like I know we were at a conference this past week and I watched this priest who could have been spending a lot of time at breakout sessions and probably would have enjoyed it. And I even had a conversation about it with him. But he spent 80% of his week in a room just hearing confessions, just like people could sign up and go. And he said it was the best way he could spend his time at the conference. So anyway, here's my question about confessions. Um, I actually have many of them. One, what, what is like, I know from my own experience and I'm assuming it is with others. Like, what is that? Like small talk chit chatty, like pre like, is there a lot of like people come in and just like, there's, there's the awkward, like small talk that takes place before. Like
2: there I'm just, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, and I think that's, like, nervous energy, right? That For people sure. People are nervous, and they want to feel like uh, they know I'm not going to judge them or be angry. And I can't, like, from my perspective, because I'm, I'm, like, hashtag worst priest ever. I'm, <laughs> like, from my perspective, I'm, like, just start your confession. Like, I, I'm... LAUGHTER I love it. And then you go to confession immediately. I do. I do. Because I got impatient with the penitents again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Okay. That was my
1: first one. Second, and this really goes to, like, well, I'll, I'll follow up. The second becomes what, without sharing specifics of individuals or anything, like, what is the, like, do you have regular things that are confessed to you that you have to remind people are not sins? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm
2: always curious about this. Yes. So, uh, like, first of all, some people try to like choose a gentler word that like. <laughs> oh, I get like frustrated sometimes, and I'm like, "Do you mean angry, or like, do you mean impatient, or do you, you know, like trying to help them find a sin?" Uh, that's actually under there, and then um, they're
1: like, "I pulled a gun on somebody while driving in traffic." Right. <laughs> You're like, "Okay, right. okay." Root, root cause.
0: Root. root cause. I was kneeling during the consecration, but my butt was touching the back pew. <laughs> right. right. I saw uh, that on a meme once. I thought I'll, that
1: was funny. Must be
0: like a not a confession, but maybe oh. a little weird. But <laughs> that's <laughs> not a. Sin. There's
1: a whole bunch of uh, a whole Twitter uh, feed uh, out there that is people just. Things that they've confessed and the pre- like, or fake confessed, and the priest is like, again, not a sin, just a little weird.
2: <laughs> but I think that's a great like example because people have all these ideas. Maybe sister told them something in second grade, you know, and sister mm-hmm. was just trying to like teach them to sit up straight. And so you know, people will say not that anybody has said this, but people might say like, "Oh, I was slouching during mass," and I'm like. Yeah, not a sin. Like, sit up straight like your mom taught you, but not a sin. Is falling asleep during Mass a sin? I I think, like, if you set out to fall
0: asleep during Mass. (laughs) If you're like, I'm going to get a (laughs) solid 40 in. Right. When I was a kid, uh, I felt like I was dozing off when I was a teenager or something. And uh, I seemed to do it always around the same time. Like the homily? No. Oh. Like... But during the time, during Eucharistic prayer, when it talked about like those that have fallen asleep in the peace of Christ, I thought that they were referring to me and I like woke up and snapped into it. And actual, Father was like, always staring right yeah, at yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it felt that way. It was Father Vince. So, uh, yeah. And he, he was calling out the demons. Exactly. Anyways. <laughs> uh, also, confession wise, can I jump yeah, in for a please. question? I think you taught me this. Is it is it, it's okay to like, just come in, go through the formula, say your sins and be done. Right. Yeah. It's actually ideal. Right. Right. Right.
2: That's yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's, I was going to say like, can you tell me, tell the listeners, help us understand like, what's the ideal confession? Like what, what is the, and I know that like different people are served in different ways. Some people need the, like the, the discussion and the dialogue and they need, they need that in their hearts. But if we don't need that, right. Ideal world. If we're ignoring, like, there are many people who I think go into confession and like soft talk and work around things out of concern for the priest or out of like trying to want (laughs) to like soften things up or like not shock. And like, you know, people make
2: the jokes all the time of like, Oh, I don't want to shock you father. Like, right. But like, what's the ideal? So this is what I would say. Number one, prepare beforehand. So, no, examination on conscience. Right. And know, know what you have done and know what you want to say. Um, because a lot of people uh, write it down or put a note on your phone or whatever. It's all good, but be prepared so that you're ready to go. Um, if no, you write it down, can you just hold it up to you and no, be like, this is it? They're, they're good. Uh, unless you are incapable of speech, there has to be a verbal component. Oh, yes. Interesting. Uh, it, you can't do it over the phone unless you are like in a prison setting where they have the phones between the plexiglass. Uh, so be prepared. Use plain language. Don't use euphemisms. Don't. Uh, necessarily make me do the work of running through the Ten Commandments in my head and figuring out what the Eighth Commandment is. Uh, you know, uh, uh, just be, use Because you're not going to. I'm not going to. <laughs> Can you just use <laughs> numbers? Just, I have get, get one, like three,
1: order. seven, and five. I'm <laughs> like sorry. Like you're ordering off the lunch menu at a Mexican
2: restaurant. <laughs> I'll have the four, the seven, and the nine. The, uh, the catechism encourages us to confess our sins in number and in kind. So I have done X three times in the last month.
0: I don't think I've ever done that. Mm. Uh, do I need to go to confession because I didn't do you that? You don't
2: need to. Okay. But the, the point of that is to help the confessor know like, oh, this is a how real problem to, for How them.
1: hard to forgive. <laughs>
2: no but like it for mortal sins if something is an addiction or a habit that lessens our culpability of it being mortal uh and mm. so we give us a sense of that and then uh don't like don't go on and on with the explanations if there's something that you think is really important for me to know go ahead and say it but generally we don't need stories like
1: if you're seeking if you're seeking assistance to like stop an ongoing Practice, That's one right. thing, but just wanting to explain the why, cause you're concerned about
2: the shock and awe of right. the person on like, the other side. Like we don't need that. I, I, I get road rage. Yeah. I don't need a 10 minute story about why you fell into road rage on four sixty five. Like that's, that's, I know that. Right.
1: <laughs> it was with you. It was with <laughs> me. <laughs> you, know. you were the other driver. Right. <laughs> um, okay. This Does that is help? Good. Yes. Yeah. So, um, also let's talk exam or, uh, not examination of conscience. Uh, like let's, let's talk form here in like, what is the absolute necessity for a person to say, to start their confession? What is an absolute
2: necessity for a person to say to like end their confession? So there is no absolute necessity to start. Okay. Um, just start rolling Just start rolling. I, uh, lots of people like to say the old bless me father for I have sinned. It's not required, but it, you know, it may bring you into a space and I will give you a blessing. Oh, um, you're sweet. And then, uh, it is required that you, you confess your sins and then, uh, some form of contrition, which should include, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, it should be clear to the confessor that you are determined, uh, you have a determination not to do this again, right? Even even though human nature means we probably will, but you're going to fight it.
0: Is this different than the act of contrition prayer? No.
2: The act of contrition fits in there, right? What's the
0: best way to go from these are the these are the sins to I'm ready for the next part of the process. So
2: I like to say, if there's a pause, is there anything else? Because sometimes there is, and they just need to get their nerve up for Mm it. Uh, After they're done, then I will give a a penance. I may say a few words of uh, advice. I was saying this to the staff today. Most of the time I'm sitting there and somebody's confessed something, and in my head all I can think of is, well, don't do that again. And like, not in a mean way, but like, you know, you know, if you've Mm -hmm. confessed telling lies, you know, not to tell lies. (laughs) Like there's not some, I don't have a trick to help you with that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So so you just do sins. Then you say, that's all. Right. Then you go. Right. And then, but you or, don't
1: have to pay, pray the act of contrition. It
0: doesn't have it to just be just a
1: statement of contrition right, for exactly. these and all my sins. I'm sorry, Father. Please right. forgive me.
2: The the kind of formal one that you memorize in second grade is just meant to make sure it includes everything that you should. So and good piece to ele- have. You said
1: the elements are like sorrow, a
2: commitment to right, not do it again. Right. Got it. Um, and a belief that God. W- can and will forgive you but typically i take that as given cuz you're sitting in the confession gotcha
1: and you may not be able to share but uh any awkward funny confession story like i once knew a kid who when when i was working at the high school a student who went into confession and when father extended his hand for the act of or for the absolution she thought like she just felt so relieved and so she thought he was giving her a high five so she <laughs> gave him a high five
2: but i have people that like uh I give the penance, and they get up and walk out. Like that's happened to me. They several skip the times. absolution, right? So okay. I say it, which is sufficient, um, but uh, they 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 just think that's it. So
1: what is required for absolution? For from our end, from your what end, what should we hear? What do we need to hear from the priest? So, like, what are the words of absolution that the
2: absolute, absolute minimum is the absolution, abs- right? <laughs> <laughs> is I absolve you in uh I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Did okay. that count? No. No. Oh. Because oh. there was no confession. Got it. So Ooh, should we just tell him all the
1: things? Right. Can we do a group confession? Can you do a group confession? No. No? No. Okay. We can't go
0: in like uh in stepbrothers. Brothers. We're just right. be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, lady. <laughs> No. One time I I told this story to Jeff uh, last mm. week, but one time I went to confession and it was somebody, I was a priest from the Byzantine rite, and during the absolution, they uh, take their stole yeah. and it, like is over your head, yeah, and it, it felt like a car wash situation. I wasn't sure what was going on. I was a little nervous, but it turned out that was just part of the rite. And right. and I learned and about and the whole thing. It was beautiful. It's
1: beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so no other. Uh, Awkward, weird. Anything else we should avoid that, like, priests talk about later? I know you guys don't share about specific confessions, but, like, the things that you're all just like, oh, I wish people would stop, filling the blank, and confess. I think uh, mostly— Stop your crying. Stop your sinning.
2: (laughs) A lot of people's problems with the process of confession could be fixed by going more regularly. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if you get more comfortable, practice makes
0: perfect. Exactly. Or uh, a PowerPoint presentation in the confessional of the different steps, or just at mass on your dueling screens. No, it's in the confessional, <laughs> so you have to do it on the you, separate I, monitor. I don't think you've missed a
1: appearance of me on the I was that, close. I was that I close, but Scott said PowerPoint. How do I miss? How do I forget that? Do you also have screens in your confessional? No. Oh,
0: okay. Are there two? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: on either side of the priest chair.
0: <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we'll edit that out. Thank you. No, we
2: won't.
1: <laughs> He's not going to edit it. He's
2: no. got, it's got those fun. shifty eyes. Like, if
0: I lie to a priest on a podcast, do I have to go to confession? Yep. Yeah. Is it a lie if every time I say we're going to edit something out and then right. about it, I never do it? <laughs> no, because I know you're not going to do it. It's all right cuz I'm all set for It's all right cuz I'm all set for It's all right cuz I'm all set for Sunday